0: Welcome to the Nerd of the Rings podcast. To get the latest Middle-earth related videos, including Tolkien Explained, Complete Travels, and Theories, visit youtube.com slash Nerd of the Rings. This audio podcast is made possible by the support of my wonderful Patreon supporters. To learn how you can score some exclusive perks while supporting the channel, visit patreon.com slash Nerd of the Rings welcome everyone to nerd of the rings today we have two very special guests with us our very own mariadoc brandy buck and peregrine Tuke, dominic monahan and billy boyd gentlemen welcome and thank you so much for coming on the channel how's it going it's nice to be here fantastic so we're gonna jump right into it the big news is you guys are starting a podcast the friendship onion and the first episode released today so tell me about this podcast how did it come about it's going to be an
1: amazing thing i would recommend everyone listen to it at least twice <laughs> yeah. there'll be there'll be hidden stuff in there yeah. that you'll miss the first time yeah. it was it was dom actually who who's a big fan of podcasts and has been for quite a few years and a big has been yeah and a big has been and he he was talking to me about doing a podcast and saying, you know, it's, it'd be perfect for us because, you know, we sit and talk about stuff anyway. So, you know, just stick a mic in front of us and you have a show. So, um, I didn't really listen to podcasts. So he started sending me some, try this one, try that one. And now I'm a big fan of them as well, you know? And, um, yeah,
0: so it just sort of came up like that. Fantastic. Um, Now, Dom, you've been doing – on Instagram, you've been doing your isolation show for quite some time. Right. Over a year now, right?
2: Right, right. There was a point where I was doing it five days a week. And then because the football season, the Mm. the soccer season came back and there were midweek games, I found myself not being able to do it five days a week. So then it ended up becoming once or twice a week. And then obviously with me being busy with with Bills doing the podcast – it's not been as much as I would like, but I'll still continue to do it. And I still really like doing it. Now it's more kind of like if something comes up mm. that I think I'd like to maybe open up a discussion about, I'll do it. But more than anything else, it, when, when lockdown was really strict and people weren't seeing anyone, it's my opportunity to try and reach out in, into the kind of social media void and, and, and you know, have a, have a conversation with people.
0: Yeah, I, it was around that I time when you started you read, that.
2: You wrote it into Friendster.
0: I'm, I'm
1: switching
2: so, off my got a friend my request mail. from Hillary Clinton. Hang on.
1: <laughs> I'll accept that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, can you guys give us a sneak peek? You know um, what, what kind of things should we expect uh, coming on oh, the episodes of the Friendship? Yeah, it is, really.
1: It's like this, except we have quite expensive microphones, <laughs> yeah, mm. something like yours. And uh, yeah, I think we, you know, obviously Lord of the Rings is going to pop up. Me and Dom met on the set of Lord of the Rings. And so we have never known each other without Lord of the Rings being in our lives. Mm. So there's always that sort of backdrop. But it's, it's not a Lord of the Rings podcast you know we talk about other stuff if you know maybe we've watched something this week or an album from our past uh, comes back in and we think oh let's talk about that album it's amazing or uh, we're also going to look at food from all over the world famous food from a you know, if someone says oh I went to Peru and I tasted this thing and uh, we'd, we'd like you guys to taste it. And, and we want uh, uh, the listeners, uh, the people that watch the show, to be involved as well. So we're going to have things like quizzes. There'll be a quiz for people who know things. <laughs> we're starting that off with Lord of the Rings, but it, it may expand. Yeah, it might morph. Obviously, we, we,
2: we're using the Lord of the Rings thing to kind of lure people in initially.
1: Yeah. Like
2: Billy said, we're always going to talk about Lord of the Rings because it's a, a big part of our lives, but uh, honestly, I, I think you guys will probably talk about Lord of the Rings on your podcast more than we will because Billy and I will talk about our week in Los Angeles or our week on set somewhere else around the world or, or what we've been doing and then we'll chat Lord of the Rings all the time.
1: And, and up, to, up to now, you know, when we do uh, like the one coming out today, the, the first episode, the you know, we accidentally talk about Lord of the Rings as well. because We'll be talking about something and we, it will remind us, Oh, do you remember when we ate that thing in Wellington, when we were yeah. filming Rohan? And, you know, so it, it kind of pops in because it's such a big part of our lives, you
0: know? Yeah. And, uh, uh obviously the, the podcast is going to be available on all kinds of podcasting platforms, but you also have started a YouTube channel for it and you're going to have, uh, video versions of your podcast on there as well
2: yeah the the podcast that you'll listen to you can also watch on video format in fact i I watched it last night and I needed to make a note to myself to remember that there is a camera on us the whole times <laughs> because I just sit around forget the cameras there pulling all these weird body shapes and positions and <laughs> Strange faces and stuff, just thinking it's an audio podcast. But there are,
1: was it three cameras on us? Yeah, yeah, three cameras on us at all times. I thought that when I watched it as well. And I I remember thinking, something like that. Yeah, (laughs) I remember thinking, do you remember? See, we're back to Lord of the Rings in New Zealand here. But when we were in New Zealand, our families would send us stuff from Britain, you know, Mm -hmm. to you know, if you're missing tea bags or some sort of food episodes of big brother your sister said. this is what i was going to get on to episodes of big brother so big brother was like the first series or something have you ever seen big brother have you seen it yeah Mm -hmm. right so you know where as people stuck in a house right and there's cameras everywhere and this was series one and it was a
2: phenomenon right a phenomenon biggest show in britain ever
1: and you couldn't stream anything. So my sister used to send VHS tapes. <laughs> and they would arrive and I'd say, a VHS has arrived. And we'd go up to my house and we'd watch like four episodes. But I remember us saying, why are they doing that? They know there's cameras. They, they know, but you forget about cameras, yeah. don't you? So we do that when we're doing the podcast. I actually remove my pants. <laughs>
0: i put them on quickly again i was hot yeah so that's that's the teaser for episode one right there yeah you you get to see many
2: rate and review billy's pants
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so uh what was it like you guys mentioned um that you met on the set of the lord of the rings so what was it like when you guys first met um I I kind of feel like this feels like uh, you know something you'd ask a married couple or something. But when you guys first met, did you have kind of a connection right away? Like, did you know, like, you know, this guy's really cool? I really like this guy.
2: I think Billy thought that for sure.
1: I definitely did.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, Billy said this thing the other day, which I thought was really interesting. I've never really thought about this before. That as as Brits, myself being English, Billy being Scottish, we we grow up. in a a structure in both of those countries where the kind of pub-based social banter is something that has built into you from kind of the age of 16, 17 onwards. You know, people having fun, cajoling each other, winding each other up, jokes, playing around. And I don't think that culture is quite as strong in the States with, you know, Sean and Elijah's upbringing. So I think we did maybe naturally gravitate to each other because that was the same with myself and Billy and Sean Beam, myself and Billy and Vigo who were much more kind of bar pub orientated in their, in their upbringing, you know
1: Interesting, yeah Ooh. And Dom was kind of late he, he was already working on a movie in Europe, <clears throat> so he, he couldn't get to New Zealand until, I think we were there for a couple of weeks Really, we, yeah, we? was that that long? I think it was a couple of weeks so we'd already you know met everybody in wardrobe and makeup and we'd had tests for how we were going to look and i remember it was kind of as soon as dom arrived they took him straight to wardrobe mm. uh, to try a costume or whatever and that's when i said oh i'll come along and, and meet him and uh, straight away pretty much we we had it off and arranged to meet that night for dinner and i thought oh this is going to be fun you know he's got a good sense of humor and yeah i think i felt a little behind but yeah it was everything.
2: mine <laughs> 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 i kind of i showed up late like billy said i had a skinhead because of the last job that i did so i was very unhobbity looking Billy and Elijah and Sean had already started to grow their hair out. Not that it was long, but it was mm-hmm. certainly moving into Hobbit type style. Yeah. They'd probably spent a little bit of time in the costume department with the makeup girls, maybe having a look at some sets. I was I was playing catch up. And what I knew more than anything else was that it was important to, to make fast friends with these people because they were already friends. So I think I, I came to the table like, okay. Whatever you need, let's go for dinner, let's hang out, let's let's do our thing because I'm playing catch up. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, and Dom, you mentioned, uh, I think it was on the the One Ring stream recently that uh Billy and his family were kind of part of your quarantine bubble. Right. The select few that uh you um interacted with while we were all, you know, locked down and we could only see so many people. Yeah. Um and it, it's kind of a testament to your guys' friendship, I think that you know, you could uh you know, the few people that you could be around. And then on top of that, you still want to podcast with this person. You know, I think of some <laughs> some people who, who kind of get got driven crazy by their families during quarantine.
2: <laughs> yeah. And look, we did it as we did it as as safely as we could. I don't think I saw Billy and his family till getting until the end of August, start of September type thing. But once we got to a point in California where they said, within reason. As long as you're safe and everyone's doing the right thing Mm -hmm. you know you can you can have a little protective bubble type thing but that also speaks to the generosity of you know billy and billy's family to say we're willing to bring someone into our kind of safety area um, that we're we're happy to take that tiny risk you know but um Yeah, there's, o- there's only so many conversations you can have with your refrigerator or your dishwasher until <laughs> you start to go crazy, you know. it's go a little crazy.
0: Yeah, I know that... I, I think one of y'all uh, posted an Instagram video where you kind of, like, panned over in the kitchen and the other one was standing there. And I know that was kind of a, um, you know, among the Tolkien fans, it, it, it brightened everyone's day. Like, well, at least Billy and Dom are hanging out together. Like, that... We can all take yeah, think, comfort in that. <laughs> I think
2: that was New Year's Eve. I think Billy was making that kind sounds of a right. tribute to New Year's Eve and I was invited down. So I think Billy was slaving over the stove and I was I – was Yes, talking.
1: yeah. I think um, you, you did make a, a pudding that day, though, and uh, you made a slight mistake, didn't you? Yeah. I you did. got excited about being a chef. Yeah, so – what should I tell you, tell? No, you tell. I was making an a- an apple – and blackberry
2: crumble, you know, a kind of (laughs) staple, British staple. Yeah. But in making the the crumble, I thought, well, I want just a tiny different zing to it than normal. So I added what I thought was a small amount of cayenne pepper just Mm. for a little zip to your bite. I added way too much, and it became a spicy crumble.
1: (laughs) Which is quite a strange flavour. Yeah. Because it's
2: delicious, but also off-putting. I mean your son was very polite. He was like, No, no, I liked oh, yeah, it sorry. and I had
1: seconds, which he did have seconds. So. I think he did really like it actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was like uh it was like an apple pie with tackies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I love Takis. and so does Billy's son. Oh, I love Takis. So
0: yeah. yeah, that's an interesting combo. Well, maybe the next thing after your podcast will be a uh cookbook or something.
2: <laughs> oh yes, I like a little spice, you know. And yeah. sometimes I like a little spice in a little sweet. This morning I made myself a fruit smoothie, so that was melon, pineapple, strawberry, blackberry, and a little sprinkle of cayenne pepper just to change from the sweetness. Yeah, Got a little spice as well. It's lovely, Billy. Don't
1: make a fuss. No, spot. it I sounds it. nice. What did you used to put into um,
2: peanut butter? Oh, yeah. tons of stuff like turmeric, cayenne pepper, chili flakes. Uh, sea salt, black pepper. Is it, is it none of those? I think it was all of those. I mean, I, I paprika, garam, garam masala, uh, and any of that. Stuff. I love it. it. Spicy mm. peanut butter. Man, I've
0: it's got funny. I've got some stuff to try out. It sounds if like the, if the hobbits <laughs>
2: were leaving the Shire at this point, and I had anything to do with it, one of the main <laughs> things that I would be packing in Sam's rucksack would be a large pot of spicy peanut butter because a couple of <laughs> tablespoons of that you're done for a few hours lovely
0: lovely don't don't need limba spread anymore with that no,
1: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> which isn't very tasty to be honest
1: yeah awesome
0: yeah i've i've seen some recipes i've actually tried some recipes and it always kind of ends up a bit on the bland side it's is that how the, the actual dry. that's yeah. what i
1: think
2: it, they should have just used shortbread it looks just like shortbread but when we had it on the on the set it was like shortbread with no sugar and no butter, She's not mm-hmm. good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so you guys, uh, you recently uh, hosted a Reddit uh, Ask Me Anything. And um, of all the topics that were asked, I was following along. And one that has kind of seized control of my brain for the last day or so um, was someone asked about the scouring of the Shire. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Billy, maybe, who had replied um, saying maybe you guys would script it and act it out on the podcast. And I can't stop thinking about it. So do you think there's any chance that we get maybe Elijah and Sean to come on and guest and you guys act out some Scouring of the Shire?
1: I think it sounds like great. It was my
0: idea. Yeah. And I just heard it back to me. And I think it's
1: a brilliant idea. Yeah, it could be like the Christmas (laughs) episode or something like that. We could write. Well, obviously, Tolkien's written it, but yeah. we could give ourselves a little kind of podcast narrative mm-hmm. and we'll get the boys on. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be good. Would we need
2: any kind of sound effects?
1: Yeah, oh, we'd policies, need horses, yeah. battle swords. But we could have somebody to do all that. We could get like a yeah. to come in and do all the sound effects. Oh, we'd love that. <laughs> you know, bells. Yeah. yeah, coconut shells for horses. If I know Orlando well, he
2: loves being in the wings, not getting any attention. And he, <laughs> oh, does it? It's one of his favorite things.
0: <laughs> well, in Mary, in the Scouring of the Shire, Mary has a very important uh horn that is a gift from Aowen and right. Aomer, right. So that would be that would be a pretty epic thing to have a sound effect of. But it, so,
2: yeah. it is a great moment in the books. I understand why yeah. Pete didn't use it in the film because ultimately the film asks the audience to watch the narrative of the mm-hmm. ring. And once that's done, the film is kind of over apart from a bunch of goodbyes. And I think all those goodbyes are worthwhile. Lots of people talk about the fact that there's way too many goodbyes in Lord of the Rings, but how are you not going to say goodbye to Gimli? How are you not going to say yeah. goodbye to Gandalf and Aragorn and Sam and Frodo and Pippin? You have to say goodbye to everyone. So I, I dismissed that, but yeah. the scarring of the Shire in the books is excellent because what you've got is, uh hobbits who have no experience of war leaving the shire and then when they return they're essentially kind of generals and colonels in the army Mm -hmm. if you compare them to any other hobbits and they're able to tactically work out what they should or shouldn't be doing to to win that small skirmish in their in their homeland Mm -hmm. that they tried to protect you know i think it's a a great moment in the book
0: absolutely yeah and mary and pippin are obviously a a huge part of that and uh at the time people are watching this so my most recently uh, released video will be uh the complete life and travels of mary and pippin so make sure y- oh. you check that out um wow interested
2: were they buried next to each other mary and pippin i think they were buried yes. next, yeah. to, next to Aragorn mm-hmm. together mm-hmm.
0: in yeah so in the in the very halls where um where you all filmed the stuff with uh, denethor trying to kill Fairmere where all the stewards and kings are buried um yeah they they kind of live their lives in the shire and then go down and uh spend their last few years with Aragorn and they're buried beside him yeah. a little bit of a
2: kind of a warrior's burial yeah is, considering what they went through in their life
0: absolutely buried
2: next to Vigo and you in real
0: life mainly Vigo though right I heard it in your voice <laughs> you're kind of tacked on there Billy I think. yeah I was just kind of yeah did you hear that yeah. Love <laughs> to be buried next to Beagle and you yeah. and, and Billy and- Um so uh I asked um my Patreon supporters oh. what questions they would like uh me to ask. And one of the the ones that I thought was uh really interesting is um what's the most important thing you learned while filming Lord of the Rings? It's a big one yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a question um, I would say, while filming lottery, I would say, and this is a kind of more sort of existential thought, but it came from that time of really enjoying the moment that you're in and not be too concerned on how this moment leads to the next moment. and And that came a few reasons From Lord of the Rings, one I think Tolkien writes that with the hobbits. I think Mm -hmm. you know when Merry and Pippin find the the stash in Isengard of you know pipe weed and and great food, they don't think, "Oh, I wonder when everyone's coming to get us, and I wonder what the next stage." They just go, "Let's have a party right here, (laughs) two of us," and. So it comes from Tolkien, but it also comes, I think, in the filming of it. That you know, when you had days off, and maybe Dom and I would go surfing or something, and we we honestly see each other. How beautiful is this that we are spending this time? And he's looking at me then in New Zealand. We'd <laughs> <laughs> spend the whole day together, and he'd be like, "How beautiful, How beautiful are you? <laughs> what amazing day this has been! This has been my favorite day, but look at you." And um, you know, so I would think that sort of yeah enjoying the moment is mm-hmm. is uh, probably the most important thing
0: that's a great one I don't think I can I
1: don't know I can beat that yeah that's great, yeah
0: that's that's a great answer yeah um so uh of the scenes with your characters um what do you look at as being the most meaningful, and this could be you know to you personally or to the uh, development of the character um, but what scene involving Mary and Pippin in each of your uh, respective roles uh, is most meaningful?
2: I mean the mo- most important relationship for Mary in, in the in the books and in the movies is his relationship with Pippin so the big moments for, for Mary are those moments of, of slight conflict with Pippin or maybe when there's an, a, a misunderstanding between the two. The two that stand out for me are when Pippin and Gandalf are hastily leaving uh, from Edoras and Pippin doesn't really fully grasp the enormity of what's happening. He just thinks, okay, I'm off with Gandalf on some sort of adventure, but I'll see Merry at some point and Mm. we'll be all right. And I think Merry thinks, you know, you're going into a place of great peril and who knows where I'll be as well because this war is coming closer and closer towards us. And I don't know if we will, see each other again you know so i think that's a big moment and then Mm -hmm. in the two towers when mary is trying to get uh treebeard to get involved in the film and he's frustrated with his answers and pippin tries to kind of comfort mary to say look it's it's fine you know we'll 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 figure something out we'll go home and and you know life will go on and and i try to or mary is trying to implore to pippin that if we don't do something now by the time we try and get home, it, it won't it won't be there because I know Mary knows that one of the ways that you can appeal to Pippin is to say the Shire is under threat. That's going to really wake him up, you know, so th- those are the two standout moments for me in, in the movies.
0: As we're speaking of uh, scenes um, from the films, are there any scenes that didn't make the theatrical or extended editions that you can recall Um that uh you know we're we're looking ahead to you know the the movies just recently came out on 4k they're releasing this ultimate edition um i'm crossing my fingers that there'll be some deleted scenes we haven't seen before um one that came to my mind was this i believe it's from one of the trailers from the early trailers of return of the king
2: that was the remember the first take we were talking about the other day oh yeah and they did the alternate where you come find me this is based on the first one where you and i are actually in the battle and then we walk off. Do you remember? I
1: and have they, no memory of that. <laughs> I remember that.
2: So I'm kind of almost, not quite mortally wounded, but uh-huh. certainly I, I've, I've been hurt. You, you, or you've
0: you pulled I, a hammy, I'm not sure. Could have uh, pulled yeah. a hammy, yeah. yeah.
2: You and I can't defend ourselves, and you're looking for help. And eventually, the forms oh, yeah. like a path behind us, and you pick me up and kind of drag me off into what we think is safety. And they didn't use that because Pete wanted... More desperation in terms of maybe maybe Merry is dead and Pippin can't find him, oh. and that's the story that he told ah. instead of the two of us still being together. It's a great, it's a great image though. Yeah, great yeah. helmet by the way. Do
1: you so know this what? is Pelinor like Fields. <laughs> I did everything to not wear that helmet. The original helmet um, that I had to wear because it's it's written in the book and it talks about having great wings, right. And uh, so it it still has sort of sculpted wing wings in the side here, but mm-hmm. when I, when they first made them, they actually had wings like huge, yeah, they don't have the biggest head <laughs> and it, and these huge I was like I, I honestly thought it was a joke when I first. I tried it Because it was honestly about that size. But um, I saw someone else wearing, you know, someone else in the movie was wearing one like that, and it looked amazing. But on me, it looked ridiculous. <laughs> there, was a, there was a scene that never
2: got shot that we kept pitching to Pete, and Pete loved it, and he would laugh every time that we pitched it to him, but he just didn't think that it necessarily worked for the tone of Lord of the Rings. It almost turned into a little bit of a a parody, which is in The Fellowship, before we know Aragorn as, sorry, before we know Strider as Aragorn, we still think of him as this kind of slightly stinky uh, ranger that is, you know, not that nice to us. There was a proposed scene where he's kind of carving up a deer for us Mm -hmm. to eat over the campfire at night, and he's having a he's having a quiet little contempla- contemplative, nice, well done. Yeah. contemplative moment to himself. Maybe maybe he's singing a little Elvish song to himself or something like that. And the three hobbits are sleeping. Pippin's awake. Pippin comes over just to keep him company and and spend some time with him. But unfortunately, Pippin farts at that moment. Just lets out a very slow. <laughs> And, and Strider just looks at him like, what is your problem? And Billy just shrugs his shoulders and walks off. <laughs> or, or at least I think Billy pitched it to Pete. And Pete loved it. He was always laughing when we pitched it to him. But he just said it didn't quite. <laughs> it, it was moving into parody, you know. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely... I can't
1: think about ones that are filmed, can you? Not really. I mean, I've, so long I bet there though. is some. <laughs> I bet there is some stuff, but I can't think what it would be.
2: So long ago, it's more Peter Jackson question that
1: yeah. I know there is a, I know there is a lot of footage. Yeah. I know whether it's of different, there must be scenes that aren't in the film. There, and I know for a fact there is. Yeah. But I can't think what they are. But there's certainly a lot of footage, and it was shot on film, obviously, at that time. Um So that film is in a, a somewhere. Oh well. Oh, yeah, that's so this- They never use that. That's that's right.
2: What what um, Elijah would look like if he had been taken over by the ring and kind of moved into more of a Gollum-esque mm-hmm. place. But I think they thought that they'd, they'd got that with the Ian McKellen, mo- uh, Ian Holm moment, sorry. Ah, yes. They didn't need it with Elijah. I seem to remember in that scene in the bar when you and I are uh, drinking about, you know, the only beer for the Brave and True comes from the Green mm-hmm. Dragon. I seem to remember a few Alternate, definitely extended things, yeah. scenes there of Pete saying, "Be drunk on the table," or you right. you stumble and you pick him up, or come towards the end of a joke and make the whole table laugh. Right. Yeah. you remember? I think we did a few alts like that.
1: A, I feel as if the stuff in the Shire that we shot. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Now was Maybe. there? I I know that there's been a uh, a photo shared by Miranda Otto before of what looks like her and Fairmere uh dressed up like they're getting married was there ever a scene shot of their wedding
1: i wasn't there okay Not sure. no i don't i, I uh, you hung about
2: i hung about with miranda a little bit but none of the stuff that she obviously did with with daisy Wenham
0: mm.
2: um wouldn't surprise me though
0: yeah um so we've uh over the years we've learned some of the hidden trivia whether by the um special features on the dvds and stuff like that uh for example you know we know vigo broke his toe when he kicks the the helmet of the orc when he's you know searching for you guys um are there any moments like that um you know with your characters that you remember from filming um billy i think I, i read somewhere that you uh had a surfing accident
1: yeah i broke my pinky I don't know if you know about a surfboard, but there's a little hole in the back of a surfboard uh for putting the, the leg rope in. You know, it's just a little hole. And I'm I'm a terrible surfer, and I was <laughs> even worse then. And the you know, I went to grab my board and my pinky went in this little hole just as a wave came and it broke my pinky. So um I had to go to the doctor and they gave me like a, a splint and the splint was huge. And he says, you have to wear it. And it, it kind of puts your finger up that way. Mm-hmm. And he says, you have to wear this for four weeks or whatever it was. Wow. Otherwise your pinky will always be bent. So I, I told, you know, the, the filmmakers, you know, I have to wear this splint as much as you know possible. And uh, they're like, well, you know, just do what you can kind of thing. And it was during Moria. And when I watch Moria now, I can see myself holding the inside of the cloak. Oh, really? Like <laughs> hiding this splint. And then a couple of weeks into it, I remember Weta coming, and they'd made a splint that looked like a pinky. <laughs> so when I was on set, I could take the actual big splint off, and I slipped on this pinky splint. So it looked like I had a big pinky, basically, <laughs> but I still couldn't bend it. So when I'm holding my sword, I hold it like I've got a nice cup of tea or something, <laughs> pinkies out like this, you know? So, um, and that's about the only time I got hurt, which is amazing when you think all the things that we did.
2: Yeah, you know, we do
1: get hurt. Well, you stood in that thing. Well, I got the splinter,
2: yeah, which, which I still have at home. Um, and none of us really got sick either, did we? That was an interesting thing. Like, oh, yeah. you think in, in kind of, a you know, two calendar years-ish, yeah. almost two years filming, that there'd be extended periods of someone, you know, having a head cold flu, or whatever for or, a week or flu going around the crew. None of us really got sick, you know. Spirulina. Lots of spirulina, yeah. Keeps you healthy, that. It does. <laughs> it's a healthy nation, New Zealand, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they've done really well with – uh um pandemic and everything so maybe they're just they've just got the sickness thing figured out
1: yeah i think the sort of weaker people on on the set you know orlando and vigo and stuff they got hurt a lot a lot all the time yeah weak bones you Mm -hmm. see Mm.
0: yeah we do hear you know it's always about vigo where he almost drowned in the river and then he's breaking his toe i mean
1: yeah you you have
0: to you have to think who's the real tough guys of the movie you know
1: You know, you've got to ask yourself that, really, haven't you?
0: (laughs) Um, So one of the the questions I got most, actually, from uh, from, uh, the Patreon supporters that I asked about questions to ask you guys, they wanted to know if there's any chance for Billy to record some more Tolkien songs.
1: You know what? I'd be into doing that. I actually... Through doing music and doing uh, kind of Tolkien music, I met this group called the Tolkien Ensemble.
0: Yes. uh, Who are
1: based in uh, Denmark and lovely, lovely people. And uh, Caspar Reif, who's the main guy at the Tolkien Ensemble, when he was at music college, classical music college, doing guitar, he was reading Lord of the Rings and he came up with the idea. Of writing music for every song and every poem in Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and and he wrote to the Tolkien family. And as you probably know, the Tolkien family are not not great at giving rights to mm-hmm. people. They're to very do stuff. Resi- reticent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they want to make sure that everything is of a certain quality and it all comes from the same place. And um, they gave him the rights to do that. So over years, he wrote all this. Beautiful classical music and folk Mm. music for every song and every poem. And uh, I had the pleasure of playing some of their music, which is lovely. So maybe I could work with them. And I did work with Casper on one song. I had a song when I went to New Zealand and and did The Last Goodbye. Mm -hmm. The first song that I came up with was a song called uh, Before the Dawn. Which was much more based on Bilbo's story, okay, and Bilbo's story and Battle of the Five Armies, and I think the, we, after listening to it, we thought it was too specific for what we wanted the last goodbye to be, mm-hmm. and we, so I had this other song that I played with Caspar, and and he had some ideas for it, so we rewrote it and came up with a new version, so we did actually record that. Mm. And we went to um, the orchestra in Belarus and the mm. choir, and we've recorded that with an orchestra and choir. So we do have a another Tolkien song called Before the Dawn. Before that, the Dawn. Fantastic. That I'll somehow put out, we should, maybe we could do something on the podcast. You with should that. do an album. Yeah. Do an album of Tolkien's songs and
0: poems. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Instant bestseller. That?
2: Done, done the most up to now that people know about.
0: Mm.
1: should do it. Yeah. be great. Would you come yeah. on? If I paid you enough. <laughs> if you paid me enough. <laughs> of course I would. <laughs> I'd love
0: to. <laughs> well, Dom, Dom has, uh, he's got pipes too, you know. hes mm-hmm. uh, He's got uh, oh, not oh. just Lord of the Rings, but Charlie from Lost, Charlie Pace. Yeah, he's but a rock star. But what's he's interesting a
2: <laughs> Billy, Billy has a voice. Billy has a voice that is his own. I don't have a voice. I just imitate people. So I do a great Elvis or I do a ah. great John Lennon. I'm an impersonator. I'm a parrot. I don't have a voice. I don't know what my voice is, but I can impersonate Chris Martin from Coldplay or the lead singer of Travis. Billy can do that too, but he also has found his voice. I have no idea what my voice sounds like.
0: Interesting. I think those elements together could make a very interesting album right there. <laughs>
2: I mean, we're good at karaoke nights.
0: Yeah. Oh, I you bet. Know? Yeah. <laughs> You um, are.
2: It's it. just impersonating. That's all it is. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just copying them as hard as I can. You
0: know? uh, so I, I recently, uh, a little while back, interviewed uh, Jed Brophy here on the channel, and um, of all the the cast members of the Hobbit that I've talked to, everyone's unanimous that Jed Brophy stole the most stuff from the set. <laughs> so, so of the Lord of the Rings actors. Was there someone who had the stickiest fingers?
1: Well, do you I think,
2: I think it's, it's like a strange myth really that, that, cause I get asked this question all the time in these Q and A's that I do. What, what's the best prop that you've stolen from a movie set? I think there's a strange myth that actors are by rights able to just steal stuff when they come <laughs> to the end of a job. And it's, it's really not true if i've ever taken anything from a set it's because i've come over to the producer director creator and said would i be able to take this little keepsake and if they say no you, you can't take it you know I-, I wouldn't steal something in that way so peter jackson's incredibly generous and he gifted all of us our uh, swords or-, or whether it's orlando it would be his bow or You know, Elijah got the ring
1: and stuff like that. I think everyone got a clapperboard, right? Your your last scene, yeah, you got the clapperboard from the scene. I think, you know... You got the back of the chair with your name on it, with Mary
2: on it. I've lost that. Oh, you're joking. I I think Vigo was brilliant at kind of creating his own keepsakes along the way. So Vigo, amazing artist, would would have like blank pieces of paper up in his makeup trailer or on different parts of the set at times that he's working on. And he'd ask people to come along and contribute, add a little thing if they have time. So Viggo walked away with with a lot of things that he kind of co-created. I
1: don't know, I think Orlando was a little light-fingered. Don't you? Yeah, I think, and um, I would guess, and this is a guess with no facts, <laughs> I would think Ian McKellen... Because I think when we all left Lord of the Rings, we thought, oh, I wish we'd brought more stuff because people like you are always asking us, what have you got? And you think, God, it would have been lovely to have something from the Shire or from... And I think because Ian went back, yeah, I think he went back with the thought, I'm going to take some stuff this time. <laughs> but I think he would do it in the way that Dom said. You would ask yeah. the people, yeah. can I have this? Yeah, you always Because I think I did hear that he got, like, a knocker from a door or something. Hmm. Nice big pair of knockers, <laughs> as it were. He's always had good knockers, Ian. <laughs> oh
0: man! Um, so one of one of the uh, things that I've always appreciated about these films, um, you know, it's they seem special not in just how great of movies they are, but also, you know, the the fans um far and away love all the cast and it seems that 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 feeling is reciprocated it feels like the the cast really enjoys the fans um i it's something i've you know looking at other fandoms other things that i'm a fan of it, it just never quite reaches that level um what what's so uh you know is, it, is that your experience as well do you do you get that sense
2: I mean, certainly in terms of anything else that I've ever done, I've been lucky enough to be involved in some other things that have fandoms, but it's not the same level of kind of affectionate fandom that you get from Lord of the Rings. I wonder if it's maybe some of the kind of values that Tolkien puts in those books and then Pete takes and puts into the movies, you know, companionship, fellowship, looking after each other, never giving up on on your fellow man, um, sacrificing yourself for the group type thing. I wonder if that... Kind of permeates through the society
1: yeah I, I i think both me and dom have problems with the word fan it's a hard word to say you know fans of the show or fans of so we I, because we wanted the fans to be involved in this podcast very much mm. um, so you know we have uh an email where people can you know write in, you know not just questions but maybe what they would like to hear on the podcast or see and also there's a a voicemail isn't it where it's right, right there there. Yeah. Oh, there we go yeah so you can actually leave uh voicemails that we will hear maybe as a question but it could also be a suggestion or just you know maybe what lauder rings meant to their life why why are they still fans and you know and so if you guys are just listening to be sorry bill if if you guys are just listening
2: to the podcast right now you can leave that voice message at speak by oh speak by dot com forward slash the friendship onion leave us a message tell us what lord of rings means to you tell us why you think you should be on the show tell us what you want to see on the show who knows maybe you'll make
0: it onto the show
1: and even if it's not Lord of the Rings, you yeah, know, what you love some film or you know there's an album you heard. Could you guys talk about this album because we love it or you know anything?
0: Fantastic! Yeah, that's a great feature. I'm I'm really excited to see how that uh, comes into play with the show and everything with the podcast. Because yeah, I think um, that's
1: going to morph the show. It will yeah. change because of what people want to see and want to hear. You know.
0: Great. Um, so, Billy, I, I wanted to ask you about um, uh, your scream during the fireworks um, mm-hmm. in Fellowship of the Ring. So I actually have <laughs> it here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Okay. Yeah. It's quite
2: high-pitched, isn't it? Nah, it's, it quite is quite
1: high-pitched. it's quite high-pitched. Yeah. yeah. Quite genuine as well.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking like that should replace the Wilhelm scream that you know people used in countless movies and everything. We should have the void be- scream
1: exactly or the Pippin the Pippin scream. I think it should because it's very it's authentic. We we ADR'd a lot mm-hmm. of virtually everything from those movies because of wind machines and you know there's always outside noises, so we we dubbed a lot of it, but from what I hear. That is the original scream because I didn't know that like the firework was on a, a, a piece of fishing wire mm-hmm. and we did get told that it was going to go up in the air, but nobody told us that it was going to make a noise or that fireworks were going to come out the bottom of it. So I honestly did get a fright and uh, I did scream quite high. Yeah, it was. Quite <laughs> yeah. High. Yeah.
0: But Dom, so was- you seem to keep your cool. I guess you weren't, you weren't as freaked out by it.
2: I probably screamed my heart out, but because Billy <laughs> was so high pitched and feminine, you just can't hear it, you know.
0: <laughs> he, he stole the show. He stole the show. Awesome. Well, I know we're we're a lot
1: of fun away with it so That was a great day. I love stuff like that. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's a great introduction to
2: Mary and Pippin because it kicks them right off. You know, you see them on the outskirts kind of being mischievous and mm-hmm. you know, nipping around the back of curtains and stuff like that. But then when you fully get introduced to in the firework scene, you just think, what are these two idiots up to, you know? And then that's it for the rest of the movie, pretty much. You want them to revert back to that carefreeness, you know?
1: I remember that the when we ran into the uh, tent, the, the tent rope was kind of, you know, hanging down. And during rehearsals, I thought, oh, this will be funny. So when I hand him the firework, I run as if I haven't seen it and it gets me in the neck. So I go, oh, oh, gee. And I look for him, and he hasn't seen it. And I go off. And I said, did you see that, Pete? And he said, yeah, yeah. He, he said, you should have kept that for the take. I said, oh, can I do it in the take? And he went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, ah, oh, I bet if I'd done it in the take, they would have used yeah, it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they probably would
0: was there, was there any things you did in in takes that you were surprised that they they kept? Uh,
1: there's a few lines that like there's a line when we're trying to get Treebeard to um, come with us, and I say the closer you are to danger, the mm. further you are from harm, which I I kind of made up on the day. Really? I was proud when that get kept, in, I think <laughs> yeah, because I thought well maybe that's just a little too daft, you know. But,
2: I just I just like
1: the fact that Pete was so free with
2: his choices, mm. you know he didn't, he didn't always pick the most polished, most mm. audibly clear, most pristine looking. There's a moment in the midgewater marshes where we're all being attacked by midges and we've got mud all over our face and covered in, you know, dirty stagnant water. And I say, what do they eat when they can't get Hobbit? And I like slap myself in the face. And there's like, you know, just, we just look crazy and it's a big, ugly wide shot. And Pete, chose that because he wanted to see the hobbits really going through it, you know? So yeah, those moments are great.
0: It's going to be three or four
1: of these. (laughs) Just three today. There's usually four, I think.
0: Three's a disappointment. Yeah. Mm. Let down. That's probably a regular on the, on the podcast as well. I take it. (laughs) Yeah. You do sneeze a lot, yeah. You do sneeze quite a bit. I think I must have um spicy spicy peanut butter, maybe <laughs> you're allergic. Yeah, to probably it. that. I'm usually one and done, which is not that interesting, but I tell you what is interesting. <laughs> I'm like that with hiccups.
2: If I get the hiccups, one hiccup done.
1: No way. What?
2: That's why you'll never see me hiccup, so I'll eat something that'll give me the hiccups and I'll go, that'll be it. My body goes, Okay, hiccups
1: finished. Do you know there was a woman who had hiccups for eighty five years? Oh, poor thing. That
2: that's really sad
1: yeah that's tough yeah
0: Man, it, one one hiccup i feel yeah. like you should be studied by a scientist or something it's weird, that's right? weird. weird. It used to be like that i used to get hiccups and then at some point in my mid-20s my body just said
2: we know what these are you only need to show it to us once and we'll take care of it so I go it might be you know what i think it is this is a a, a theory that came out of nowhere but i i like i thought about this and i thought yeah that's right because actors are forced to control their larynx, their voice box quite a lot. I wonder if my system has such a great control of a spasming larynx that it just goes ah, one and you're done.
1: Well if that was true then Judy Dent would never
2: She hiccup. never get she never gets hiccups.
1: Another thing about Judy Dench, she always knows what time it is to the exact minute. Really? She doesn't have a watch. If you say here yeah, what time is it? It's twenty two minutes past four. I'll well, be we bang on.
2: I'd love to work with Judy Dench. Love Why, watching of Judy. Time thing.
0: Yeah, of yeah. time Amazing. I love Should
2: watching be. her work. She's so natural and free and brilliant.
0: And you'd never miss the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Should have her on the podcast. You'll be we nice and well, strong.
1: I was friends yes. with her. Didn't you do a play with her daughter? I did do a, a play with her daughter, who's a, a, a lovely person as well. So, yeah, maybe we could do Get that. Get Judi on the phone. If we ask Ian McKellen, He'll get Judy on the phone for us. Oh, you? easy. A that
2: house.
0: was his lady. lady,
1: lady McBeth, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. We're not in the theater. I think it's okay. okay. Wow.
0: <laughs> well, I, I know we're uh, getting close on our time here. So I've got some questions in kind of a lightning round here. Oh, um, that, we're going to, we're going to fire off for you. Right. Um, so if you were to return to middle earth in a future adaptation, but not as Mary and Pippin, what race of being would you want to portray?
1: Are we still allowed to be
0: hobbits? Um, I guess. I was looking, I, I guess what I'm looking for is like your second choice. If All you're right. not a hobbit.
1: I would like to see us to go back as like orcs, like, you know, just not very good orcs. Yeah, yeah. And and Moria or something. Lazy orcs. When there's like five thousand of them crawling down the walls, and we're like a little scared going down a rope. Yeah, we're we're there, there in a minute. Yeah, we'll be long finishing lunch. Yeah, we're chasing the fellowship. That's, right. Okay, that sounds, got it. That sounds good. Yeah, I think that would be good.
0: That's a great answer. Yeah, most people, you know, they go for dwarf or elf or something. I've haven't had anybody answer orc yet, so I think that would be that Oops, would so, be gold right yeah, there.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, because they're always, you always see the big groups of them and not so much the individuals. Mm -hmm. Until you see Jed Brophy, he's always Mm -hmm. the individual or hero.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So if you could live somewhere in Middle Earth, where would it be?
2: Probably Lothlorian, I think. That seems to be a pretty um, beautiful place to spend your time. You're not huge on heights, though, eh? No, but once you're up, yeah,
1: you're all right. Be, it may be
2: hard to get from one place to other. The, the elves could carry me up, sedate me, carry me up, and I'm <laughs> fine at the time. Wait, what's the one that's, that's elvish, but it's not up high? There's Lot Rivendell, Maybe Rivendell. Rivendell. No, I like Lothlorien. I like Lothlorean
1: better. <laughs> it's, it's lovely yeah, it's gorgeous. I would go there as well. And I'm not just following you. No, it's fine. Do it.
0: <laughs> okay, and if you could visit a place in Middle-earth but not live there... Uh-huh. Where would that be?
2: Right. Is the Grey Havens in Middle Earth, or is that kind of well out yeah. of
0: the the Havens itself would be in Middle Earth. Does, like does the,
2: that <laughs> does that qualify? It is in Middle
0: Earth. Yeah. So the great Havens Earth. would be <laughs> where you sail from <laughs> to go to the Undying Lands. Which oh, that's
1: right. right. So the ah, Havens is a real place.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I meant the Undying Lands. That ah. is
2: Middle Earth. Right. That's out. It's, yeah, be yeah like it's, it's, right? it's kind
0: of unreachable unless you're on a special ship, kind of thing, and have permission.
2: Yeah, copy you. I'd actually like to go to Gondor because Merry never went to Gondor, and obviously mm-hmm. for the rest of his life he had to hear all about it. It's lovely. Uh, yeah, I know. So <laughs> I'd probably like to visit Gondor just to see what that lot's all about. You know, they'd like.
1: Well, you get buried there, and you'd never even been. Uh, I would go to Moria, Mm. but I wouldn't like to live there. But I would would like to visit and say, oh, look at that. Look at the great halls, I would say. Maybe find some treasure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you could get there, you know, before or after the Balrog, for sure. Yeah. I think he takes a,
2: a, a nap. Between yeah. 12 and 2 in the afternoon. Well, that'd be a nice time to go
1: then. So just head there then. Speak, friend, and enter. Yeah. <laughs> and you would go. Yeah. All
0: right. So who of the Lord of the Rings cast is most like their character?
1: Most like? Mm. Uh, I think Sean Astin's quite like Sam. Yeah, I try to look after people. He doesn't mind eating potatoes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, family man, has a garden, you know. Yeah. Wants people to be okay, cares about people. I've always thought that Sean is quite like Sam. I don't know how – well, I know that Sean loves playing Samwise Ganji. I'm not – I hope that he would find that a compliment because I mean it as a compliment. Yeah. The the, the great things about Sam.
1: Um, Love Tyler. Liv is yeah. quite Very right? Arwen, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, she is.
0: Yeah. All right. And besides each other, who would you say is the funniest of the Lord of the Rings cast?
1: Nobody else. was. <laughs>
0: Nobody else is funny. It's
2: remotely funny. Because <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> Some people are accidentally funny, aren't they? I mean, Orlando can be pretty funny. Orlando. He doesn't mean it. I don't think a lot of times, but he's hilarious. Yeah, Vigo, Vigo, uh, Sean Bean's funny. Sean Bean's funny. Um, I think those are kind of the standouts. Kate Blanchett is she's she tells a good dirty joke. Kate Blanchett, let <laughs> me like tell you. Um, yeah, I think maybe Vigo. Remember, we, we always thought that Vigo's funny, but he's in a completely different lane. You know, yeah. it's just he's funny. He thinks it's funny. He's not going to deviate from what he thinks is funny, and
1: you're either in. Or you're not interested. Yeah, he's like, he's went to like, you know, the left of left of comedy. Yeah. He's past the kind of all the crazy stuff. And yeah, <laughs> you're either with it or you're not. Yeah. But he can be funny, yeah.
0: All right. And uh, last of the lightning questions, besides Marion Pippin, who is your favorite Tolkien character? Tom Bombadil. Hmm.
1: I like the sort of age and how wise he is, and how nothing really affects him. He's sort of, you know, older than the wizards, older than the ants Even I think he's a a really wonderful character. Yeah, yeah, I like Tom,
2: Tom Bombadil as well. Um, I like Treebeard probably for the same reasons. Just kind of connected to nature. That's most of the things that seem to annoy us pass him by because he just thinks, well, I'm here, the sun's shining, I'm in a secluded part of the world, I'll be okay. I like his ideals and his morals.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you guys. Uh, Billy and Dom, thank you so much. (coughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Thank you so much for uh, coming on the channel today. Once again, it is the Friendship Onion podcast, and where can we find it, guys? Apple Spotify, Spotify anywhere, anywhere you get your podcast and don't
2: forget to rate review and subscribe if you subscribe to it right now you don't even need to uh, like go look for it on the day that it comes out today it will just show up in your inbox and as you subscribe to it if you give us a 5 star rating or a, re- or a review it means we jump up the charts we can make more shows we get more cash we can bring you on everyone wins thanks Matt and so Fantastic creation!
0: Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Yes, and make sure that uh, here on YouTube, you also go subscribe to their channel on YouTube. They've got the video podcast there. So I know there's a good number of you guys watching. You had a great time listening to Billy and Dom today. So show them some love. Go over to their YouTube channel. Go to their podcast platforms and listen to the Friendship Onion out today. Thank you everyone for watching, and we'll see you next time on Nerd of the Rings. Thank you. Thanks, Bye. Matt. Thanks so much for listening to this audio podcast of Nerd of the Rings. To get the latest Middle-earth-related videos, including Tolkien Explained, complete travels, and theories, visit youtube.com/slash nerd of the rings. This audio podcast is made possible by the support of my wonderful Patreon supporters. To learn how you can score some exclusive perks while supporting the channel, visit patreon.com/slash nerd of the rings. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Nerd of the Rings.